0: Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Well, hello there, Scoobies. How are you doing? It is I, Kristen, up here in the intro, readying you for a live taping of Who Are You, the episode where Buffy is Faith and Faith is Buffy. Who's doing what? We taped it live at PodCon, and it was so fun. But before we get there, let's talk about a little news. First of all, you all sold out our New York City prom in under one hour. We know that there are so many more of you who want to come to a Buffy prom, and to that we say two things. First, this year we will have a handful more tickets to release. If you are on the waiting list already, know that by February 5th you'll know if you snagged a ticket or not. So bufferingthevampireslayer.com prom, that's where all of this information that I'm about to tell you is. If you want to get on that waiting list, go and get on it. By February 5th you will know if you got chosen for one of those tickets. Cool? Cool. Second... Please know that we hear you. We know that we can and should have even more proms so that all of your beautiful, perfect souls can attend. We really want to expand the annual prom event in a few ways. It would be really fun to make it a longer event, maybe a whole weekend. Uh, It would also be fun to do it in a few cities so that we have more room but can still keep the proms intimate and promy. This year was not the year for us to tackle that expansion, but we're going to try our best to make next year's prom or proms even more accommodating. So know that we hear you. Know that we love you. We are so excited about how excited you all are about the prom. We're going to have a blast this year in New York City, but don't worry. This is an annual thing. We're going to keep them coming, and hopefully all of you will get the chance to go to a Buffy prom. Okay? One more thing on prom. This is a call to those of you who have the funds to support someone else's prom experience. We're accepting donations of all sizes so that we can gift 20 prom tickets to those who do not have the income to afford a ticket themselves. So please, please, please take a moment today, head over to that site, bufferingthevampireslayer.com prom, and click on the donate link. $75 will get someone a full ride to prom, but we're doing the hell math. We're adding up smaller donations so that we can put them together to create prom tickets. So anything you can give would be rad and thank you to those of you who have already donated. Bufferingthevampireslayer.com prom, you can find the place to donate. If you're someone who wants to apply for a donated ticket, go to that same link and you'll see the form that you can fill out. Cool? Cool. I'm taping this intro before I fly to Seattle. Spoiler alert, time travel. But I can say without hesitation that, holy shit, I know we had the time of our lives at PodCon. Thank you so much to everyone who helped organize this brilliant event. And thank you to those of you who joined us in Seattle and to those of you who joined us digitally, uh, watched us do our thing from from, uh, your computers. Super fun. Okay, friends, it is now time for... Okay, I know we all want to get into talking about Buffy and Faith, but I've got a triple whammy for spooky news this week. First of all, Laura sent in a story about a woman who bought a Christmas tree not knowing that there was a sack, a sack, yeah, I said it, of insects, the insects being praying mantises, so really on theme for this podcast. Uh, I'm smiling because I got excited about praying mantises, but um, more than 100 praying mantises were Born in this tree and just crawling around on her ceilings, on her walls, everywhere. And my favorite part about this particular uh, part of the trio of spooky news this week is that uh, she knows how much people love praying mantises, so she didn't squish any of them. She has been using fruit flies to feed them so she can collect them in a shoebox uh, and find them homes. So that's sweet and also spooky. Related to insects, in Brazil, it was apparently raining spiders. Okay, it wasn't really raining spiders, but there's this viral video. You can Google it if you want, but be warned, its a lot of freaking spiders just fucking hanging out in the goddamn sky. Uh, So in the video, you can see that it just looks like one million giant fucking spiders are hanging from the sky, and that's because they are. They're not raining. They're hanging from the sky because they make these crazy webs when it gets really hot, when it gets really like hot and humid i guess that that they can make these like mega webs where they all like come together like spiders in in unison, which is like really sweet for the spiders, but not for me or most of us who don't like spiders being in the sky. And they make these massive webs because it ups their chances of getting food. And so basically, there's just this giant web over Brazil with spiders in it. Cool, great. Last but not least, I wanted to make sure that the UK got in here because the UK has just been chock full of spooky news. And um, so Ryan from Twitter, sent me this story. The headline of which is Woman Sees, quote, Blood-smeared couple having sex in woods. End quote. I'm not even going to go that far into this one. Basically, the long and short of it is two people were having sex in the woods. They were covered in blood. Then there were some people standing around them chanting. Then after that, all the people wore tunics, walked away with the sheet over their arm. Just saying, a demon was probably summoned in Leeds, which is where this happened. There's a whole other story about how we know this, which is that a lady was walking her dog and her dog was like off the leash and the dog was like, oh my God. And the lady was like, what the hell? And then the news story got written. So there you have it, folks, your trio of. Okay, just a couple more quick things. A few announcements on our next few episodes, Scoobies. Jenny and I are going to be hosting with special guests for the next four episodes. So buckle up. And hopefully, get excited. I am going to be hosting the next episode, Superstar, with the one, the only, Joanna Robinson. Jenny is going to be hosting everyone's favorite episode of the season, Where the Wild Things Are, with Rishikesh Hirway. And then, your very own fashion queen, Kate Leth, is going to join me to talk about all things New Moon. And last, but certainly not least, Angel on Tops, Brittany, Ashley, and Laura Zack will join Jenny to dig into the Yoko Factor. Jenny and I are going to be back together again for the rest of season four, but we're excited to shake it up for the craziness that is this season, bring some new voices, some new fun into the mix. So get excited for those really fun, awesome guests. And as always, thank you to Lauren Klein, our dutiful sound engineer, who you can follow on Instagram at Lauren LaurenTaylorKlein. Thanks, Lauren, for making everything sound so damn pretty. Speaking of sounding pretty, speaking of looking pretty, let's get the hell into this episode. Welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we'll be watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one, spoiler free. I am Jenny Owen Youngs. <laughs> and I'm Kristen
2: Russo, and this week we're talking about Buffy, season four, episode 16. <laughs> Who are you? Are you trying to have more composure? Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Great. Great. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing.
1: Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) This episode was written and directed by Joss Whedon and originally aired on February 29th, 2000, which is a leap year and is a certain amount of days before or after my birthday. (laughs) This is
2: the one where having switched bodies with Buffy. Faith enjoys freedom, among other things. Meanwhile, Buffy finds herself at the mercy of the Watcher's Council. Wow. That's it, just one? Wow, wow, wow. I know, right? And for the record, boy, I cannot stand Riley, even though he is an immaculate, beautiful butterscotch, hunk, carved from a brick of caramel, manufactured, In France. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. Wow, that was weird. That was so weird and also not as well executed by me as by some other people.
1: (laughs) But you were me when you were doing it, so whose fault is it really? (laughs) Um, Okay, so listen. Some of you here know Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Who are you? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, And and some of you might not. So we thought that, oh my God. that beautiful, so
3: far away. You were
1: like, (laughs) I know where I belong. I don't know Buffy, I'll sit all the way. Well, don't worry. Uh, This is an equal opportunity podcast. So Jenny is gonna give you a quick recap of um, who Faith and Buffy are to each other because this is the episode where they have switched bodies. So if you didn't get that, I'm actually Kristen. This is Jenny. Beautiful. There it is. Uh, Oh, that was Rishi Hirway's
2: idea, by the way, that Mm. we do the intro (laughs) body swap. Thanks, Rishi. Thank you, Rishi. (laughs) Okay, so now I have to transition to this other mic. Oh, because you're going to stand up.
1: We got Jenny a standing mic for when she gets really excited. Yes, of course, you did. It's very
2: important for me to be able to pace around while I explain to you the most important details of uh, Faithful Hane and Buffy Summers and how they relate to one another up to this point in the series. Listen, once upon a time, there was one girl in all the world chosen. She alone has the strength. Slay the vampires, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, great, she's a Capricorn. It's a whole thing. She's very mission-oriented, but sometimes she doesn't play by the rules, but ultimately she pretty much plays by the rules, but they're her own rules, but also sometimes they happen to coincide with the council's rules, or basically just the rules of human decency. Okay. So then there's also (laughs) two seasons, two seasons go by and everything's chill and then wow, we get to season three and what? It's Faith Lehane. Because one time, spoilers, if you're listening to this season four episode but you don't know that Buffy died in season one, I do apologize, but Buffy died in season one just for like a minute and then Kendra was called and then Kendra was slain by Drusilla It's complicated. We love Kendra, we love Drusilla. Wish people didn't have to die ever, but that's life. So, so then, Faith is on the scene. Nobody's ever seen anything like Faith. She wrestles alligators. She does stuff in the nude and tells stories about it all the time. It's her vibe, she's five by five. If you thought Buffy didn't play by the rules, wow, you've got another thing coming because Faith doesn't even know what a rule is. And wow, first she and Buffy are like frenemies and like they just can't get along and Buffy feels like she's getting single white female and feels like her life is getting taken away from her, right, and Faith is like, I'm just trying to be five by five and live large, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Conflict, 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 but sometimes, you know, conflict has a way of turning into something else A certain kind of tension, a certain kind of heat. It's very beautiful. It's magnetic. Who could possibly look away from the beautiful slow motion car crash of the arc that peaks around bad girls. Don't know if you remember it. But that's the one where one time Buffy's sitting in class and Faith comes up to the window and goes on the window and then draws a little heart in the fog, and then draws a through the heart. And then Buffy, very uncharacter, bad influence, Faith, Buffy just goes out the window, abandons class. They walk across town together to take out a nest of vampires, right? Wow, we see an incredible uh, outline of two doors. Sunlight is streaming in just around the edges. It's a crypt, oh my god. We hear a beautiful, powerful, spooky glissando of many stringed instruments. All of the players are sliding their fingers ever so slowly up their respective fretboards. <laughs> the tension is building, and then, kablam, two slayers, no waiting, in they burst through the double doors into the nest of vampires. Whoop, whop, whop. synchronized stake draw, of course, then they slay the vampires. Then, hard cut, if you don't mind, hard cut to the bronze, which even if it's all the way across Sunnydale, let's say, let's be, let's be gracious. Let's give them a lot, let's just wiggle room till the end of time. Let's say that Buffy's class was at 2.15. Maybe it was the last class of the day. She leaves, they walk across town. Sunnydale's a small town, they talk about it all the time, how small it is. Maybe it takes a maximum of 45 minutes to walk across town. That puts us at 3 p.m. The sun is still strong. The vampires are slain. Hard cut to sexy dancing at the bronze together? We generously put that at 9 p.m.? What happened in those last six hours? What
0: happened?
3: Hell man. Nice.
2: Then some other stuff happened. Buffy uh, had to stab Faith and she was in a coma and it was a whole thing. And then she was in a coma for like eight months and then she woke up because in the previous Leon of the last episode it said, this girl's never gonna wake up from this coma. <laughs> so naturally she woke up within that episode and then she had a weird little finger whatnot A Uh, fidget spinner. A fidget spinner. A fidget, a magical fidget spinner. spinner. You're welcome. And she used it to swap bodies with Buffy. And that's where we begin today's episode.
1: So. Wow, do you need to take a sip of water or anything? Yes. Incredible, incredible, Jenny. Does everyone feel caught up? You feel good? Great. I literally wrote, let us begin by Jenny gives a summary of Faith and Buffy. You did? Check. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's get into this episode, shall we? We're going to do the best we can to talk about this episode in 50 minutes that we have left, but we might not finish it. And if we don't, don't worry. We're going to go up to our hotel room. We're going to finish it up there, and then you can listen to the rest of it later. We'll see how we do. All right, so the episode opens, as Jenny mentioned, right after the body swap. Uh, Faith.
2: I can't live like this.
1: So Jenny is taking off her shirt, but she has another one underneath for the listeners at home. Scandalous, but not too scandalous. Um, okay, so f- from here on out, when we refer to Faith, we're referring to Faith in Buffy's body. Yeah, we're referring to Faith as played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes, and Buffy as played by uh, Eliza Dushko. Cool? Great. No confusion will abound, so faith goes into the house with Joyce, right? But first, no, 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 she doesn't even get in the house. They're still outside and like the ambulance guy is like, yeah, she's just a kid. And the first thing she does is be like, she's not a kid, man. And you're like, Faith, dude, just like take it. Just fucking get your shit. Blend in. Just try. Be cool. To be cool, okay. Uh, And then we go to the credits and we're all like, yeah, I couldn't wait for this episode because I saw on the TV guide it was a to be continued and I've been waiting all week to watch it. Then they go inside, and there's this angel on top moment, right? Like, do you, well, because, okay, do you all remember in season two, three, whatever, it was Christmas, and uh, Joyce was like, you know, who's on top? Season three, episode angel on top. ten, amends. Whatever. Anyway, the same thing happens with this confusion about what Joyce is talking about, because she's like, Faith? and faith in buffy's body whips around panicked and then she realizes oh it's just time for me to pretend i'm buffy in buffy's body like did you not think about what was going to happen right. before you did the thing she had no plan she literally is like wicked 5 by 5 wait i mean um good stuff i'm good <laughs> Um so I want to take a second and just talk about the acting in this episode. Mm yes. Ah, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Eliza Deshku playing each other fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I told Jenny, I tell Jenny about once every day a different jingle she has to make for me and all of us, and today I was like, "We need a Sarah Michelle Geller jingle, like not a buffy jingle, a straight-up Sarah Michelle Geller jingle, um, because she's incredible. And, they, and you can tell that they did a lot of like body studying, too, right that they yeah, they, had, yeah. they picked up each other's um, body mannerisms. Anyway.
2: Um, off to the races. With Joyce, like diving into the her psychological assessment of faith, which I like a lot because it's the first thing where like where faith has to has to think about like, Joyce says, "I don't understand like why faith is the way right. that she is." And faith is kind of like going into autopilot and like, oh, like how do you know like something drove her to what she is? Like maybe she's just like that, but like also internally, I think she's having maybe for the first time. The thought of like, oh, someone's trying to understand me. Is there something to understand about me? Am I worth understanding?
1: Yeah, it's like Faith, once she's in Buffy's body, doesn't have Faith's armor to protect her from people caring about her and or people talking about her when she's not there, which often... They don't do shittily, right? Like nobody's like, yeah, fuck. Well, Willow's a little bit like fuck Faith, but that—that's <laughs> <laughs> kind of Willow's whole deal. Um, but right, she gets to hear, and that sets. I mean, that's really the crux of this episode. Like, this is a Joss-written and directed episode, and I think it stands up as one. It's so incredibly complex, uh, and it's—I think—the deepest look that we get at Faith so far.
2: Definitely so far. So.
1: Oh. Excuse me. (laughs) I mean, anything could happen. Yes, anything could happen. Who knows where she's going to go in that truck full of hay at the end of this episode.
3: (gasps) What?
2: Whoa. She's in a... What did I do? I don't know. I think they have some ideas about where she might go. I know where she's going.
1: Okay, great. Okay, so now we get to this scene. Where the first thing... Guys... The first thing that Faith does in Buffy's body is she takes a fucking bubble bath. Okay. Now, I—I'm. You can see if you're here in the live audience that I'm smiling like an idiot, because I have a lot of feelings about it. Because I ship Buffy and Faith, hard. Uh, I know a lot of us do, but I want to just have a brief conversation because we've gotten some comments. Last episode, uh, before they swapped bodies, our Sexual Attention Award nominees were Buffy and Faith four times. <laughs> you could not choose anyone. We, we really skewed the results. But some of you wrote and you were like, but this isn't, like, we're worried here because there's, like, Faith is violent and, like, Faith is bad. And also, what's the deal with consent and body swapping? And I was like, What? Because, okay, so here's my feelings on this. Because there's a scene later where Faith is in Buffy's body and uh, Faith and Riley sleep together. We'll talk about that when we get there. But the body swap itself, this is a fantasy sci-fi show. The body swap isn't real. I can't really swap bodies with with Jenny. It's a larger metaphor so that we can see some of what Faith is feeling when her armor is gone and what Buffy is feeling when she's in the casement of Faith. Um, And so I think, like, I get it. I hear what you're saying. But I think we're allowed to have fun and to ship this and to enjoy it without making it something that is a a giant question of consent. That's my opinion. You can have yours. Uh, But I think that when it comes to sci-fi in fantasy, swapping bodies is, is um, more than just taking ownership of it. And it's kind of implied, of course. You can't swap a body. Well, I guess you could swap a body consensually. I mean, you can't
2: swap a body is mainly right. the main thing. That's the main, that's the the main theoretically, thing. Theoretically, if you could, you could do it consensually. But I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see that as a device in a genre show.
1: Probably. Probably. Who knows? It's 2019. Is it 2019? It's 2019. It's 2019. 2019. Uh, so, so, so those are my opinions on some of the conversation that's been happening. It's where I come from. I think that talking about consent is good, and I think maybe when we go too deep into sci-fi fantasy body swap stuff talking about consent, we might muddle the conversation a little bit. That's my opinion. Look at all your little faces. Everybody's like, I know, I'm scared on the inside, too. Don't worry. I'm like, are you mad? Are you happy? Um, but I think it's important that we talk about it. And, and, like, enough of you brought it up that I felt like it was important to bring up. Because I still love this fucking episode. And I, and I still ship Buffy and Faith in it. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that some, some more. Jenny, how are you
2: doing? What do you have? I support you fully. I love that you are the smart one about this stuff and the studied one about this stuff so that you can
1: do all the talking about the serious, scary things. Great Thank you job. so much. I had a lot of conversations with other people too. I didn't just sit in a little empty room and think about it on my own. I was like, beep, boop, 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 Heather Hogan, how you feel, beep, boop, 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 boop. Like, I called all my Avengers, you know, and was like, hey, have you, I Googled body swap consent. Doesn't, there's nothing on it. So if you need a st- if you're looking for your thesis project, you can, you can hit that up and then send it to us so we can read about it, okay. So Faith is in the bathtub having a time. Uh, what kind of time, we know not. We can only speculate what kind of time is being had in that bathtub. And then she gets out of the bathtub and she's like, pretty happy, pretty pleased with herself. And she's like, boy, that acting I did earlier <laughs> was shit. Yes, yes, she's, she's dropping the
2: G's off her gerunds. She's uh, not saying like hard R's or T's. She's just like, go, like, she's pretty hard Boston. Yeah, she's pretty hard New England. Uh, so it's time to stare deep into the mirror, stick out her tongue and say, you can't do that. That's wrong, <laughs> like 50 times. The very best way to method-act your way into the life of Buffy Summers.
1: God. And there's, a, there's like, a moment. I don't know if you all caught it, those of you who watched this episode recently. But there's, like, a moment. Because she, she does the repetition. She's like, it's bad. It's naughty. It's wrong. And then she does these, like like, finger gun turnarounds, and you can fucking tell that, like, nobody thought they were going to use that footage. <laughs> like, Sarah Michelle Geller is, like, near too hysterically laughing, <laughs> uh, but it's so enjoyable, and they put it all in, and I love that they did. Okay, so then Buffy, in Faith's body, goes to the hospital, my first question is, at the Sunnydale Hospital, aren't they like, yo, this is that fucking chick that was in the coma, and she's back. Nobody. Yeah, where's that doctor to check
2: in and stick his head in the door and be like, they said she would never wake up from that coma. <laughs>
1: um, I nominate this episode, Jenny, we've already talked about this, but I nominate this episode as the gayest episode to date. We not only have Buffy and Faith's body and Faith in Buffy's body, but we are about to segue into a scene in Tara's room. Yeah. Relax. Like, no. keep your pants on, don't, please. Don't relax. Don't keep your... Did you say keep your pants on? That's right. <laughs> don't, don't keep your pants on. I don't keep your... Don't listen to her. <laughs> Um my first note is Tara really knows how to light a room. I'm a big lighting person. Tara's room fucking rocks. Yeah. What? It's so big. She's all alone.
2: There's so much um like occult and occult adjacent paraphernalia. Yeah. There's so many fire hazards. Like, is she an RA? Is that how she got around it? I'm just wondering. She's a
1: witch. That's how she got around it. She was like, boom, no enter R-A spell. You know what I mean? Okay. (laughs) That's how it works. Oh, you
2: know, there's a special time Mm -hmm. in a young witch's life Uh when she just wishes she knew where Faith was so she could stop worrying about it. But perhaps (laughs) there's a spell. (laughs) Listen, in this scene... Oh wait, there's not a spell yet. I'm sorry, I got too excited. You got you're excited. you're ahead of
1: yourself, but we're all there with you. We're all thinking about the fucking spell. <laughs> Nobody will ever stop thinking They're about just the spell. So sweaty. No, but when this the spell <laughs> happens. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? This is the this is the scene where. Basically, Tara's like, nobody knows about me. It's totally cool, man. It's totally cool. I'm chill. It's fine. Like, I get it. And Willow's like, yeah, I'm just, like, not telling people because, like, I just, it's whatever. It has nothing to do with the fact that. Are you going to kiss me? No, you're not going to go. Okay, we're fine. Like, this is the, the energy that's happening. Um, uh, I like it- having something that's just mine. Well, I, do you? You do, know what I mean? I'm sorry. Do you think I was going to skip it?
2: No, I just, I didn't want you to do the whole thing without me. <laughs>
1: Yes. Though I know I just had a whole moment You earlier. Truly you did. But yes, let's know. We, we talk about this together. Um, I like something having something that's just mine. And then right after she says that is where the kissing vibes happen. The people in the front row are fucking killing me. They, <laughs> I love them so much. They're all like, no oh. Like, their like, faces are red and they can't breathe. They're like, yeah, they're going to kiss right? but they don't. Um, like a single bead of
2: sweat is forming <laughs> on everyone's forehead in unison. <laughs>
1: sliding down ever so slowly oh so anyway willow gets uncomfortable because she senses it's like might be time to kiss and those of us who have like maybe almost kissed a person uh, who's sitting on our dorm room bed know the feeling of like i really want this to happen but like i cannot let it happen so she gets up and she's like uh giles uh, gotta call giles and then fucking tara Says the gayest thing in the episode so far, but
0: so don't far. worry.
2: So far. <laughs> she, she will annihilate it real soon. <laughs> and is like, I am, you know. What?
3: Yours?
2: <laughs> Ladies! Somebody be cool. Somebody get a glass of ice water into that dorm room. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Did you know that Tara's jeans are hemmed with five inches of lace around the bottom? Oh. And it's not lace stitched onto denim as was the custom in the year 2000? It's lace only. It's oh. like jean ends,
1: lace begins. Like it's like a curtain at Which the end of her the jeans. Which is the name of our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I want everyone to know, in this room, you're going to have to listen to the episode, but we are going to get Kate Leth, who has been literally, yeah, crawling out of her skin. Not here. Kate, they all just thought you were coming out of the floor or something. No, but we are going to have Kate in this episode when it airs, because, yeah, Kate's been just really working on something for Faith. Um, So get excited for that. (laughs) Good whistling everybody. I don't know how to whistle so I'm always impressed when it happens. Like <laughs> So close. That's really nice. That is literally the summary of our of our wonderful listeners. Like I literally <laughs> blew into my microphone and the comment from the audience was so close. <laughs> Truly bless you. Yo. Uh. <laughs> If you're all set
2: with your whistling practice. I'm good, I'm good, yeah, thank you. Faith is going out. Yep. Don't worry, Buffy left all of her clothes from the episode Bad Girls at home yeah. at the Summer's residence. So Faith just goes a-digging and promptly finds some leather pants. Unfortunately, there are no boob window shirts available.
1: What I say is find a pair of scissors, you know? Any shirt can be a boob window shirt if you if want. You try it. hard enough. Mm-hmm. You just apply yourself. <laughs> Right, so Faith is all like, oh, sweet. I opened one drawer and found Buffy's passport. Awesome. <laughs> and then she's book- I We don't find out where the hell she was going to go, and I really want to know where she was escaping to. Somebody tweeted at us because I, like, said, hey, we only have an hour, and I, I don't know what you want us to talk about. And somebody was like, can you talk about the fact that airlines should adopt the policy that if you call them and you're whispering on the phone, they shouldn't <laughs> give you a ticket? <laughs> Cause she's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like she literally says like, okay, I'll take the 10 o'clock and hangs up. And I'm like, I don't think that's how you book a ticket. <laughs> I don't think she actually has the ticket. She thinks she has.
2: <laughs> anyway, she gets some, um, well, flying was different in
1: 2000 though. That's true. Yeah. Maybe not that different. Maybe, I don't think you could say like, yeah, book me. Bye. <laughs> um. So she, Joyce is like, what are you doing? And Faith is like, Uh, just getting this mail and like picking up this sweet lipstick, Joyce. And Joyce is like, (laughs) you're a really bad actor. (laughs) I don't think you're
2: my daughter. And Joyce is also like, Giles called. Not Mr. Giles. Oh. Interesting. She's like, Mr. Stevedore
3: called.
1: (laughs) Don't worry, I looked up what Stevedore meant, and I'm going to share it with you later when we get there. Is that? Okay. Can I guess when we get there? Oh, yeah. Great. A fun game for later. <laughs> okay, so then, right, Buffy's in the police car, and the police are like, what a constitution, womp womp. They're like, is this the same girl that was handcuffed to that other girl in a few episodes oh, ago? Oh, yeah, and then they back-to-back <laughs> unlocked each other's handcuffs. Uh, and then the police car crashes into the Rogue Watchers armored car. I guess that's the thing they stock for the Rogue Watchers Council. Uh, I want to just say that I, I don't, they're not rogue, they're like associated with the council, not to oh. nitpick, but I would call them oh, the, oh, right. the council black ops Wesley department. is rogue. What do they call these ones? Not rogue. They're black ops. Bla- no, they don't say black ops. Black. Wet, wet works, no. They, no. Say, no. they say black <laughs> ops, which encompasses
2: wet works, torture, uh, uh, when you ask people questions, interrogation.
0: <laughs> Thank you, everybody.
1: <laughs> okay. So anyway, they crash. They take Buffy into their armored car and they go to this garage or whatever. Then fucking Faith is like, oh, this is a great idea that you've had, Joyce. I'm gonna fucking go to Giles and like have a little fun before I escape. Practice my acting. Yeah, blend in. This is the classic foil of every uh, villain everywhere, right? Just fucking do your getaway. Yeah, Just don't rub it in. Ethan Rain. (laughs) Right? Get out of there, man. God. My, my parents love playing the game Catchphrase. And my dad, um, anytime he gets the answer right, he, the, I don't know if you've played Catchphrase, but the deal is that you have to get somebody else to guess the word and the buzzer goes around the room. And if you're holding it when it fucking buzzes, then you lose. My dad... Is such a fucking show-off that when he gets the answer right, he does like flourishes, and he but he doesn't let go of the thing. The amount of times he's lost catchphrase (laughs) because he has to show off his shit. So I'm saying, (laughs) don't show off, just go. Anyway, hi Jenny. Hey,
2: Anya makes a great point. Yes, just uh, leaping forward into this conversation, which is, oh, everything's fine. So why did you call us here? Yes. Why did we all uh, gather here in your living room once again? that everything is fine
1: that is a line that i really appreciate i feel like it was the writers room really being self-aware they're like we're really just writing this scene so that we get the fun of watching faith and buffy's body interact with all these characters so we'll call it out um but yeah basically we find out that buffy is in the hands of the council like you said wet works which means murder with scuba gear according to xander um really the thing I love the most in this scene is the moment between Willow and Faith um because you know first of all Willow's like what's up but I also feel like Faith Faith is like pretty into Willow too isn't she <laughs> like I'm not stretched. if she's not yet she will be in a couple of scenes yes can't wait to get there great anyway then Faith learns about Adam and is like I'll get him we leave. Uh, uh, yeah, Demi? I just want to mention that Xander and Anya had a plan that night, and it
2: was to light a bunch of candles and have sex near them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is a pretty rocking plan. Yeah. It is a great plan. A plan who, you know who would be into that plan?
3: Detective Angel.
1: True. Loves a good candle, that guy. And... and
2: Being dangerously close to them, especially with, like, lots of exposed flesh.
1: Immolation Watch
2: 2019 continues.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas.
3: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, so Jenny, where do we go next? Um, we're going to the bronze. We're going to the fucking bronze. I wrote in all caps for this whole scene. Um, do you? Oh, I see what you wrote. Just yeah. Okay. First of all, I wrote. I screamed. You can imagine me. I'm not going to scream the whole thing here because you know your ears. But uh, I, I wrote just reliving her favorite moments with Buffy. No big fucking deal. <laughs> then she I, already stared into the knife display case right? at the sporting goods store last episode. She's like on her fucking long lost lover's Doing tour of some Sunnydale, sexy
2: dancing out on the floor with.
1: What appears to possibly be a lady. Yes, I see you nodding out there. It's like, bunch (laughs) of dudes, bunch of dudes, bunch of dudes. Lady. A lady. So
2: that's fun. You know, the last time she was dancing with a lady at the bronze, it was Buffy.
1: Yes, it was. Um, And that was fun for all of us and continues to be. So, okay, so Faith um, is like, "Ah, fuck this place. I don't even know where she's going. To get a drink? Who knows? And she runs into Spike. And this is, like, some pretty good cartwheeling in the writing, I think. Like, like, I feel like they had a lot to do to get Spike to both say he had a chip in his head, that he was harmless, and that he was also Spike. Um, (laughs) You know? (laughs) And like I, they did it pretty smoothly.
3: Props all things to fucking considered. James
1: Marsters for delivering a believable performance there. Uh, Faith recognizes who this is now. My erotic novels are about Faith and Buffy. Wait, wait, wait
2: wait, Buffy. wait, 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 wait. Before you oh, yeah. prelude to an erotic novel,
1: it's like I'm embarrassed already for myself reading it out <laughs>
2: loud. I, I'm flushed. <laughs> uh, you know why I hate you, Summers? Because uh, I'm a stuck-up tight-ass with no sense of fun. <laughs> the, the amount of times that Faith in Buffy's body describes <laughs> Buffy to somebody who has every reason to believe that she is Buffy in a very unflattering or mean way right. in this episode is
1: a lot. Spike is fine with it because he is in agreement. Yeah, Spike is already flummoxed. He's like, you're saying all the things I've always thought about you. <laughs> I have nothing to say. And then she fucking says, I know, it's too much for me, but I'm doing it. God damn it. I could have anything, anyone, even you, Spike. I could ride you at a gallop until your legs, if there are children here, get them out. <laughs> Until your legs buckled and your eyes rolled up. I've got muscles you've never even dreamed of. I could squeeze you until you popped
3: like warm champagne and you'd beg me to hurt you just a little bit more. What the fuck?
1: I'm dizzy. I had an out-of-body experience. Oh, my God. And, like, everybody we've talked to, like, Kate was literally like, I can't talk about this, like, was formative to me. I remember this scene as a child. Like, I I remembered it. Laura Zak, who is the co-host of our Angel podcast, Angel on Top, was like, I just want everyone to know I used this on someone, and they didn't know what it was from, and it fucking worked. So... Didn't Laura like just watch season 4 for the first time? No. Oh, no. No, I think Laura watched uh, she just rusty. rewatched. Okay, she rewatched. Okay, okay. Anyway, I'm dizzy. To to recover from this, I'm going to play two jingles back to back, which might only get this one chance to be played back to back.
2: shit based on i've made some observations um based on playing those two jingles back to back i guess when you have a jingle the point is just to get to the point right because everybody was like spike words spike words spike words and then for faith everybody was like waiting for their moment waiting for their moment waiting poised poised ready to leap faith So I'll use that moving
1: forward. Uh, What I've learned here today, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so then Faith walks away and is like, and you know why I don't? Because it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing she practiced. Uh, And then fucking Spike loses his entire ever-living mind just like we all did. And the only way he properly can respond is to smash a bottle against the wall, which I get it. If I had a bottle, That's the only I response that makes sense, for sure. Smash it. Okay, my next... Are we done with that scene? Are you good? Are you okay? Please, let's get away from it as quickly as possible. Uh, uh, my, my next... No, I usually head my notes with, like, where the scene takes place, and all that I've written to let us know where we're going is, who cares about Adam in a cave? <laughs> I would like to play a jingle now. <laughs> I, I'll play it, and then I'll explain why I'm playing it here. That's our that's our patriarchy jingle. I'm I'm playing it here because this is how I feel when a man talks when I'm trying to watch gay television. <laughs> Shut up, Adam! Get back to Willow and Tara. Get back get back to the shit I want to see. Okay. Um, uh, yes. My. Jenny, go ahead, please. Um, cool, so. Wait. Being, oh, are we. Uh, the one thing I want to say about this scene, apart from shut the fuck up, Adam, is um, that the thing I like, the one little thing we pull out of this scene is, is the fact that vampires, like, the, that are, vampires are a paradox and that they're more afraid of death because they're immortal, which is like a little thing that I don't think we've heard or discussed, and I thought it was cool and interesting. And make sense. Yeah, I think that's really cool and interesting, too. Um,
2: anyway, so... <laughs> um, something that happens next that doesn't involve Adam in any way is that Buffy and Faith's body is being uh, held captive, of course, and that mm. fucking guy spits in her Yo. face, and I have a couple things to say. It's rough. Mostly please... Stop writing people spitting into other people's yeah. faces in TV. It's gross.
1: Nobody wants to look at it. It's really, really upsetting. It's like it's like violating in a way that I feel like shouldn't even be allowed to be shown on TV. It's very, it's too much for me.
2: Furthermore, yes. or its purpose. It's purpose here yes. for us, right? Is like, okay, so we're we've seen a few things. We've seen Faith having fun, and we've also seen Faith forced to start thinking about stuff that she hasn't ever thought about before. And here we have uh, an official from the council that uh, theoretically, or once employed, both Buffy and Faith, well, I guess employ implies they were paid or compensated in some way. <laughs> oh, he's associated with the, the uh, group of, of people in England who told Buffy and Faith what to do for a limited time. And um, he's just, like, treating her like a piece of human garbage Mm -hmm. with no regard for anything, uh, like, any service that she's yielded, anything that she might have gone through, whatever. My point here is that, like, Buffy is having to think about Faith from a new angle.
1: Yeah, but you know what I thought was interesting is when... So before this guy spits on her face, he says... Like, he might not care about your whole body swap shit, but I do. And then he says, like, you made a mockery of the council. So I feel like he's talking to Buffy. Like, he's not talking to Faith in this scene. Like, he's like, oh, you're fucking Buffy? You're the girl who, like, walked out on the council and ruined our entire structure? Fuck you. Well, Faith also kind of did that. Right. So... Either way, but that was my reading. Isn't it fun when we have different readings? Yes, it really is. And then Willow and Tara go to the bronze. (laughs) Yes, let's get here. Okay, we're at the bronze. The bronze is the coolest place in Sunnydale, says Willow to her girlfriend Tara as they walk in. (laughs) Um, So listen, if you're a queer person in this room, you know that there's a very special energy that enters your being when another queer person enters the fucking room and sits down, might make you lean forward in a particular way. That is what we see Faith do. Tara sits down and Faith is like, oh, interesting. What am I picking up on here that only I, as a queer person, would be able to pick up on here? Some sexual tension, perhaps? Tara was in my Wicca group. So, sorry, I thought you were going to... No, that was it. That was Um, good. Keep going. Literally all that Tara says to Faith is, yeah, she's really Cool. cool." And Faith is like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, I see what's going on here. Uh, She makes the unfortunate uh, reference, so Willow's not driving stick anymore, Uh, which is, you know, not a thing that we would say, I think, now. I will say that in 2000, uh, because Jenny and I were talking about this, right, it's like Queer, when we talk about queer women, we're certainly aware of the fact that queer women have many different bodies uh, Many different body parts and body types and body shapes and body sizes Uh, Here now in 2018 19 god damn it. It's January. Give me a month Uh, Also Willow hasn't renounced driving stick bisexuals are real, Right. right? But I will say that in the year 2000, even I, Kristen Russo, human, who has worked with LGBTQ communities for almost a decade, would have not known that part of the conversation. We were, we were in a different time in 2000. So anyway, Faith is like, yeah, you're totally fucking gay, right? <gasps> um. Um, then she's really mean to Tara. Which sucks. Nobody likes that. No, it's rough. It's like, I mean, being mean to Willow is a number one worst thing. But being mean to Tara is pretty fucking hard.
2: I uh, feel like being mean to Tara might be worse. Yeah.
1: Well, you yes. are.
2: Yes. Well, consider We haven't seen Tara do anything That's true. shitty yet. We've we've seen Willow make like some mistakes. We've seen more uh, of a complete picture of Willow,
1: right? That's true. And at this point, Tara is just a vessel of innocence and love. (laughs) Um, So Willow tips off um, Faith that there's a vamp in the bronze. Uh, And (laughs) incredible actor Faith is like, oh, yeah. Wicked obvious. (laughs) And then, like, has, like, a few moments of pause before she's like, oh, right, of course, I slay those. That's what I slay. I'll be right back. (laughs) All right. Uh, And then there's this moment, and this is, again, like, to touch back on, like, the larger theme of this, this moment is here to show us what it feels like for faith to and I think this is her remembering what it feels like because before she killed you know before she killed Alan faith was faith was had a dark side certainly she didn't like to follow the rules and like yada 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 she had her things but that was a pivotal moment for her. She was still a, she was still slaying vampires. She was still saving people. She was still like doing that part of the work. And so I think what happens after she slays this vampire and this this girl is like, thank you, no, thank you, uh, is recognizing and remembering not only like what Buffy gets when Buffy is slaying, but also what she used to do. Um,
2: she's yeah. She's definitely like, what is this feeling?
1: Right. It is vaguely familiar. Was it in a dream? And the whole, it's really hard to watch this episode because the whole episode she's having that feeling and trying not to have it, Uh, trying to just take cover underneath like the layers of protection that she usually has and she doesn't have those. So anyway, she goes back out, and Tara's not feeling well. And if you didn't get a good glance at Tara's I'm not feeling well stance, you should go back and look at it. She's, like, glowering with her arms crossed (laughs) in the distance, like, your energy isn't lining up, and I'm mad about it. (laughs) Uh, um, Faith says, you give her whatever she needs, Will. Uh, and, And I wrote, Faith is into this in literally only the way a queer woman can be into this.
2: And then Willow's like, what are you going to do now? Go over to Riley's? And Faith is like,
1: uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what
3: I'm going to do. Excuse Great me.
1: idea.
2: Goodbye. I, she doesn't actually respond. There's just like a cartoon puff of dust where she was. <laughs>
1: As she road runners out of there. <laughs> right. Uh, we learn that the Watchers don't care about each other. They're willing to sacrifice their own kind to get the
3: package. Blah
1: blah 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 blah. Oh. Who cares?
3: cares? It's
2: time. <gasps> so. She's not your friend. There's something wrong with her energy. There's a rift. There's a schism. Something's like been jammed in where it doesn't belong. <clears throat> I didn't say it. I didn't say it, they said it in the show. There's a hot, awesome, hyena possession callback. Beautiful, mwah. And then, Tara utters that magical phrase that every queer woman hopes one day she will hear from the object of her affection. I'll have to be your anchor. (laughs) Keep you on this plane.
1: I'll have to be your
2: anchor and keep you on this plane, Willow.
1: It's not like anything we've ever Done before. <laughs> I trust you. Wow! I said to Jenny earlier, "Is this the first on-screen orgasm we've seen in the series?" <laughs> yes, because it's two queer women. That's fucking why, you know what I mean? Hey, uh. <gasps> no, but um, right, they do this spell, and this spell happens in tandem. I mean, it's like as though we couldn't. <laughs> yes. Thank you, front row. Spell. <laughs> Everybody did the quotation marks in the front row. They do this mm, Yes, magic. Mm. My favorite recreational activity. <laughs> uh, and if we couldn't get the uh, implied meaning of their magic, it's put side by side with the scene of Faith and Buffy sleeping together as well. So if we...
2: Oh, <laughs> she, she sees what she wants to see. There's no help for it. You know you can't just manifest these things into being by talking about them on a yeah, podcast as I though know. they already happened.
1: I literally looked confused at the confused faces. Like what? No, I know, I know. There's like a whole issue because like whatever, but like it was Faith and Buffy. Oh, I said Buffy. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so let's finish out the let's let's finish out the Tara and Willow scene. My. Uh, my notes here, I'd like to read them if that's okay with you. <laughs> Curtains close and anoint each other, yup. Make those whisper circles, girls. And get all sweaty, woo. <laughs> Hands together, eye contact, lift off, willow falling backwards, hell yeah! Uh-huh. So, now...
3: Well,
1: as I mentioned
2: earlier, they sure are sweaty. They are. This seems really intense. They are really gl- intense. positively glistening. This is really... The breathing is heavy and deep. I'm sorry, you
1: had your thing. I want to have please, my Please, please, don't let me discourage you. That's it. I'm done. Um, okay, so, meanwhile, in Faith and... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I had one other note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, before Too Sweaty, Too Breathy, I had Omg, Tara, and Willow casting this gay-ass spell most gaily.
1: (laughs) It's it's the gayest spell of all time. It really is. And they do it even gayer. (laughs) Yeah, later, because I know we're we're not going to make this whole thing, but later I had a (laughs) a note that just said, hey, we conjured this from our sex.
2: Here you go, of queer love. Faith's body. <laughs> Take this sex ball we made.
1: <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Tara and I totally had sex. We made this like gro- glowing green thing, and you can use it to swap bodies back with your gay lover. It's gonna be great. I'm telling you. Is there a fucking gayer episode of this show? Okay. Uh. Meanwhile, Faith is um, seducing Riley. Uh, And to Riley's knowledge, Riley is being seduced by Buffy. Problematic. This is where I'm going to say problematic. It's written, of course, to be problematic. I mean, certainly the writers weren't like, you know, it would be super chill. Uh, (laughs) You know what will cause no conflict? Right. Everyone will be fine with this. Everyone will will be super cool with this. Um, Which is really fucked up. Um, Super fucked up. And Riley, I'm sure we're not going to get to see it, but Riley's going to have a lot of unpacking to do about, like, this whole thing. Um, The way that this happens, too, is interesting. Uh, And I think it's written to give us an insight into what Faith expects out of physical connection with a person and also, like, what she does not expect, which is to be respected, to be loved, to be cared for, Um, because it's not just play. I mean, certainly you can have a good time and say things like, how do you want me? What do you want to do with this body? And mean it for fun. And Faith, I don't think she does. I mean— I think there's a little bit of fun there, but I think the deeper, deeper. There's bit, like
2: a little bit of her being like, I was once on an episode of this show called Bad Girls. You remember, remember that episode? Right. Bad girls.
1: <laughs> there I was I being that, a bad girl. Yeah. And I think there's also probably part of faith that is curious about how good Buffy is um, in many elements, right? It's like not only is she like she wants to find out, like what if Oh, I'm sorry, good in quotes? Yes. Well, sure. Uh, I just feel like she might be also really excited if Riley's like, yeah, let's do that fucking crazy thing that we that did we the other do. night, that we always do. And Faith yeah. would be like, I fucking knew it. I know she wasn't just good. I know she did stuff. Um,
2: anyway. But instead what she gets is a session of gentle, respectful lovemaking followed by an I love you.
1: Yes, although, let's just, let's, we'll get to the gentle lovemaking in a second. Because there, there's very few moments when I find Riley as attractive as I do in the moment when Faith. <laughs> yes? Are, they, are you excited? They, They're excited for me. Because I'm getting what I like. Yes. Faith, Faith is like, if you don't want to play... And then Riley like grabs her arm and is like, "Yeah, I don't want to play." And I'm like, "Wow! Remember the size of Riley's palms?" I know. Whoa. He puts his hands on her body again, and they are still enormous comparatively. I feel like Riley lifting Buffy is like a whole sexuality in and of itself. <laughs> I, I agree. Am... Here for Very it. Very much. I'm here for it with that statement. Okay, so then. Right, so then I love you um, is said, and this is like. Seems like like for the first time. It is, it is definitely for the first time. What are the odds? Riley, pick your moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Riley. And, uh, of course, this induces, like, straight-up anxiety attack for Faith. Um, get up. Get off me. Get off. Um, and she says, who are you and what do you want from her? Which is, like, this break. And I think, actually, we've had a couple of readings of this um, on the Internet, but, like, I think it's, I think it's Faith um, having a break from herself and talking about Buffy. Why would you do these things? You must have an ulterior motive. No one could treat somebody else like this. hmm which is so fucking sad. It's so heartbreaking. Somebody else um, tweeted about this moment and and said, but maybe it's Willow and Tara occupying Faith's body. Cause they're like figuring out their green sex ring or whatever. So there's another little analysis for you. My next note is not Adam again. Adam's like, Adam's like, I know why I'm here. And all of us are like, we don't, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Time time to phase your fear, whatever, go to a church, blah, blah, blah. That was my whole note for that fucking scene. Then Forrest is like meh, meh, meh. Yo, Forrest is literally waiting at the bottom of the stairs. He like dropped the glass he was holding up against the door. <laughs>
2: <But> Ran <right laughs> no, down after afraid. Professor Walsh was was killed. Uh, Forrest <laughs> took over the surveillance room, so he has eyes on like the comings <laughs> and goings. Go, oh no! Uh-huh. He soon? Wrong. Okay, yeah. we lo- we like Forrest too, but we want to preserve mm-hmm. precious
1: sweet Forrest.
2: Uh, okay, got
1: it. <laughs> note taken. Uh, yeah, and also Faith is just like I'm gonna just put your shirt on. Like you had a shirt. Why wouldn't you put your own shirt, bet Fine? Because um, it's hot! I mean, it is hot. Come on. I'm there. I, okay. That was the conversation in the writer's room. But why would she... Because it's hot! Hell yeah! Fine! She can do it. Um, also,
2: her shirt was not exactly like a morning wear shirt. I feel like, generally. I mean, depending on what kind of mornings you like to have. Walk of shame either way. I have nothing. I have no comment. Jenny, uh, for what the, is for shame the at home,
1: Jenny sat with her mouth agape for that entire moment of silence. Um, so Forrest and and Faith have this exchange uh, where basically he's like, you're a killer. And she's like, I'm not a killer. I'm the slayer. And you don't know the first thing about me. Uh, and this is like starting to shift. I mean, the the moment with Riley was definitely one of the biggest cracks for her. But now she's questioning everything about who she is and what she's doing. And Forrest puts her in check when he says, you really care what I think? And she's like, Jesus fucking Christ. No, I'm not supposed to care. I don't care. You're right. Thank you for the reminder. I'm out of here. <laughs>
2: Buffy makes a daring escape. We are reminded that she is an <clears throat> inexperienced driver. Uh, Faith goes to the airport in a lavender cardigan and a white and purple floral skirt, which I do not buy. Yes.
1: Yeah, and then...
2: Buffy shows up at Giles' place. Yeah,
1: and she's like, I don't have time for your bondage fun, which, who does?
0: Joyce. Uh,
1: <laughs> show of hands? uh And she's like, don't you recognize me? I recognized you when you were a demon. And he's like, how was I a demon? And whatever, they have this whole exchange, the most important part of which is, my mom said you were like a stevedore during sex. What's a stevedore? Jenny?
2: Okay, so it's um, like matador adjacent, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love you, whoever you are out there. Matador no, Jason. okay. Uh-huh, uh, sure.
2: That's my, That's so I'm thinking Matador with the thing. Uh, picador with the pokey. Stevedore with the,
1: the guy who fucks you real good, I guess. <laughs> so your guess is Stevedore the guy that fucks you real good. That's your... I thought I was going to have a contextual answer that would make more sense if I just kept talking. <laughs> a stevedore is a person employed or a contractor engaged at a dock to load and unload cargo nice. from ships. Fuck yeah, Ah uh, Yeah. So that's the definition of stevedore. Um, so, Willow and Tara show up. And Giles is like, you would not believe. And they're like, oh, what, that Buffy and Faith switched bodies, blah, 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 blah. We know it. We made this ring from our sex. It's cool. (laughs) Giles is like, damn, queer women, am I right? And he's like, I thought I was a stevedore. And then Faith sees that Adam, I guess, because Xander calls, tells them to turn on the TV, so they learn that Adam is at the church. Adam is not at the church, just the vampires. Whatever. Oh, Adam. Crew Adam. The apostles Adam's of crew. Adam. You know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> the vampires. The vampires who love Adam are at the church. And Faith is at the airport and turns around and sees that Adam, I mean, whatever, <laughs> the vampires are at the church. And she's like, oh, shit. This is my moment. She's like, what are these weird, tingly feelings I have? Why it's do Bad I... episode for that question. <laughs> <laughs> and she decides to fucking go.
2: Um, this vampire is wearing a seashell necklace, which makes him, in my opinion, considerably less intimidating. Yes, I agree. But also, I'm way more believed that he instantly fell under the sort of, like, pseudo-religious yeah. influence of Adam. Yeah, more... There's some, um, there's some kind of,
1: like, culty, uh, puka shell necklace kind of overlap. Yes, have a puka, puka, puka shell necklace be more malleable as a person, more uh, influenceable. Uh, I, I, did, I had a puka, ne- puka shell necklace. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s, guys. Okay, so Faith is like, I have to save these people. And so she leaves the fucking airport and she goes to the fucking church. And who's there? Riley! Riley Riley was, you know, he was just late for church. (laughs) Oh, he was late for church. And I was, he was. My question, my question in my notes was, do you think that Riley always goes to church or was it just after he had sex with Faith and he was like, whoa, (laughs) our father, (laughs) I got it. I got
2: to crossing himself, just like pounding communion wafers. (laughs) Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. (laughs) Um, And it's been 12
1: hours since my entire world changed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Faith is like, uh, don't tell me what to do. I'm Buffy. I have to do this. Uh, oh, you're not going to kill these people. Why not? Because it's wrong. And it's like basically this dichotomy of everything she's made fun of about Buffy. In the beginning, she's starting to understand. She's starting to adopt as her own. It gives me feelings. And then fucking Faith, who's in whose body? Buffy rolls up in Faith's body with Giles and the crew. And they have to get into the church. So Giles is hot, quick on his feet.
2: strong in the lifting and the loading, but nimble on his feet, thinking fast, (laughs) tiny, tiny babies, tiny babies, lots of hand waving, um, which is very effective for distracting the authorities so that Buffy and Faith's body can sneak into the church as well.
1: Yes, and and like the tiny babies is definitely the best part of the quote, but there's something about the damn it man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that also really gets me uh, a lot. So Buffy gets in, uh, but not before, of course, running into Riley. And, oh and like, Buffy hugs Riley, and he's like, uh, don't worry, ma'am. I've, everything's <laughs> under control, ma'am. <laughs> Which is sweet and stupid, just like Riley. <laughs> <laughs> and, um,
2: and You know like, that thing, that like special time in a young girl's life, when you're just like, You've committed non-consensual body swap with your <laughs> g- former gal pal, your gal frenemy. and Ooh, gal frenemy. Give me that t-shirt. <laughs> and and uh, there you are operating from inside of her body, battling vampires in a church, la la la. And then one vampire is looming over you, and then all of a sudden he's dusted, and you're like... What? And as the particles of his body integrate and blow away, who should be standing behind him holding a stake that she just used to dust him but your gal frenemy, oh my god, in your
1: body? <laughs> That's a trick. Becoming difficult to keep track of things. It's like, you thought your sexuality was hard to keep track of, now what?
3: Now. But, oh,
2: my God. Oh, do you think No sooner then? is the vampire threat eliminated than they immediately begin to tussle. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to ask? I was just
1: daydreaming. Do, yeah. you think, do you think that... Okay, hold on for my math here. Do you think that Faith in Buffy's body is attracted to her body? Do you think that Faith is attracted to her yeah, body? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Faith is uh, like... It sounded like there that were one it. million people in the room because of how enthusiastic you all were about that answer. Um, yes, so this is a great reveal. It's like, I want to posit, which is the better like reveal moment? Is it when we see Buffy and Faith's body through the vampire dust? Or is it the episode prior when Faith wheels around on her heels? Oh, at the community board at college? Community <laughs> board at college. Both pretty epic. Um, and then this scene... Yo, this scene is fucking rough. They start fighting, and Faith is on top. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. Faith is on top of um, Buffy, body swapped, and is punching. You okay, Jenny? Mm. <laughs> and is put. This is a serious scene, man. I, I know come on man okay so she's punching her and as she's punching her she's saying you're nothing you're disgusting you're a murderous bitch you're nothing and she's crying or i'm crying i wrote crying i don't we're probably all crying everybody's crying as she punches her and of course she's not punching buffy she's punching herself oh my god and these are all i'm with you These are all the things that she thinks about herself. And this is the thing, right? Like that, like she, in order to overcome the things that she has to overcome, she has to face the things that she's done. And that's really hard. And so that's like what's happening now. And she doesn't want it to happen. She has to like see all the things that she doesn't like about herself in order to, I don't know, be saved or whatever. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Anyway... Jenny, okay? Buffy what? and Faith's body uses the sex ball to magically body swap <laughs> themselves back into their appropriate bodies. Yes. Uh, and to recap, that means the tools used in the last two episodes are fidget spinner and sex ball. Fidget spinner, first swap, sex ball, second swap. A tail as old as time. A as old as time. Uh, and they swap back. And, buff- and then there's like this great look. Yeah. Between them.
2: Where they're like. Well, that just happened.
1: And everybody knows. Buffy knows what Faith was doing, and Faith knows what Faith was doing. And they're like, holy shit. And Buffy, like, holds her heart. And she has tears on her face, which I think are from Faith, right? Like, when Faith was crying and punching. It's just really fucking intense (sighs) and incredible and brilliant and beautiful. And, like, kind of the whole reason I think that we love this show so much is exactly this. It's like... If you told somebody, like, I watched this show and these two slayers swap bodies and then they fight each other, people would be like, cool. But, like, when you know the characters and you know the depth of them and you watch them and you follow their journey and then you see this, I mean, and this is, I think, because when I first watched the series, I was like, ah, faith, you know? I really had to get pretty far with faith to be like oh I love her and so my whole viewing of this series the second time through has been with all the knowledge Cordelia and I had a similar journey right like everybody was like I don't understand why you like her she's always mean to Willow she says things about Sears (laughs) (laughs) we all love Sears everyone's Achilles heel Sears (laughs) anyhow Bravo to this episode for uh, just ripping our hearts out of our chest, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and then just wrapping it up. Yes.
2: Buffy and Riley have a conversation where they both figure out together what happened between Riley and Faith in Buffy's body. Yes. Buffy is wearing a spaghetti strap, stank, tank top, <laughs> stank, spank, tank <laughs> tank top. top. a tank, tank top. top, a tank top that was probably hand knit by her little cousin in home ec class with chunky thread. I don't know if you noticed that, but I feel like they didn't. If somebody doesn't talk about it. I'll be mad. So I'm saying it. I am brave.
1: Uh, and then Faith rides away in the back of a truck. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah, also there's an exchange, you slept with her, I slept with you, which I feel like is a thing. Like, it's confusing. And I don't know, because I don't think they unpack this anymore. They don't unpack this anymore, do they? I don't, I genuinely don't remember. Right. We're great. great. You can, a little bit? Anyway, right. Faith is in the back of a truck with hay, riding to a destination. I mean, I don't know where hay is needed, but I'm sure that wherever she's going, there's a big lack of hay. Uh, and Jenny, we have one segment left Before we uh, open it up to a beautiful Q&A With these beautiful sure. people Sure, and, um, sure We don't have our, our jingles with us So we'll have to just sing it in Ooh, noo, noo attention
3: Beautiful Boom
2: another beautiful day here at the ongoing sexual tension awards of buffering the vampire slayer here we are at season four episode 16 who are you
1: and the nominees are wait wait i should say who won uh season four episode 15 um the winner um was buffy and faith it's a shocking shocking In a landslide victory that no one saw coming yes now you may may bring us the nominees for this episode.
2: Okay, so we've got The Memory
1: of Joyce and Stevedore Giles. (laughs) I will take any more context for that pairing that you could give me for the rest of my life. You got a detail? Share it with me, please. Uh, We've got
2: Faith in Buffy's body and Spike at the bronze with the galloping. (laughs) With the galloping. We've got Faith in Buffy's body at the bronze, dancing with a lady dancer. (laughs) Chasing that sweet memory of the last time she danced with a lady at the bronze. And then um, Mm -hmm. uh, our fourth entry into this competition, of course, is, um, I don't know if you remember... How much Willow and Tara sweat and <laughs> breathed heavily and made a magical ball out of their sacks. <laughs> but obviously, they are the fourth and final contestant. And uh, please join us in democracy by casting your vote mm-hmm. on our Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. We are at BufferingCast, please. And thank you, thank you. Okay. Now, for the uninitiated at the end of the episode, we like to say, till next time, and then, awoo! Right, okay, so, do you feel uh, confident about your wooing abilities? Feeling (laughs) lupine in nature and very powerful? Then please join us, till next time, woo!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, PodCon! (laughs)
0: Oh, hi there. Bet you weren't expecting to hear from me after the howl, were you? Well, welcome back to Buffy Fashion Watch. You didn't think I'd miss out on Who Are You or This Year's Girl, did you? There's way too much pleather in both of these episodes for me to sit this out. So this combination of episodes is actually one of my favorites, and even though I'm not the world's biggest season four fan, I do love Tara, I do love Faith, I do love Buffy, and everything that happens to all of those characters in these two episodes is fascinating and extraordinarily gay. So, big fan. The distinction between the two episodes is pretty clear. The first one it doesn't have a lot of notable fashion. Willow starts off wearing not just a terrible snowflake sweater that I'm pretty sure is some sort of wool pulled out of a grandma's basement, but a hat that I at first thought was polar fleece and then realized might be corduroy and all of that is a crime. But once we get into episode two, <laughs> we start off and Buffy's hair is crimped. Now it's a, It picks up. From the episode before, literally scene to scene, she's standing outside with Joyce. But as soon as the body swap has happened, her hair is crimped and it stays that way the entire episode. And I admire that commitment, even though Faith doesn't really have crimped hair. But I guess they want us to remember that she's bad. And she is, but her outfits are so good. Her signature look, which is pretty much all that she's wearing in this, her tube top and jean jacket, is amazing. Everyone's got pleather or wet look or leather or whatever the hell those pants are that... For some reason, Faith knows with certainty that even though she's in Buffy's body and Buffy is the good one, there's going to be some pleather pants there for her. And, you know, why not? One thing I do... Want to point out that comes up twice over the course of these two episodes is that whoever wrote these two episodes, and I should know, but I don't, has no concept of how lipstick works. Now, when Faith is taunting Joyce and she's standing over the mirror and going through her different lipsticks and naming the colors and picking them out, she's like, oh, Harlot, this is a darker color than I normally go for. When she's already wearing really dark red lipstick and has been for the entire episode post coma, and then in the second episode, when she's in Buffy's body, she goes for the same lipstick and Joyce is like, oh, that's the same one that Faith picked. And Buffy goes, well, Buffy Faith goes, burn it. You don't burn lipstick. It would just melt. It comes in a plastic container. That's that's not how any of that works. But I'm also the person that's still mad that Benjamin Button won the Oscar for makeup over Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. So I might not be the person to listen to. The other outfits of note come from Willow and Tara. Now, there are some unremarkable sweaters and, like I mentioned, crimes that happen. But the outfits that they wear to the bronze are so good. They're matching. They're in crimson and black. There's so much mesh. There's ribbon. There's silk. There's those trademark long skirts that everyone is rocking until they fall apart in these episodes. And I love it. I think it is so cute. Tara's got that little hair clip, that ombre or are your roots growing out thing is still happening and they're very much in their element plus we get you know i'm yours makes me cry every time Woof. okay i've already come in at the end of this episode and i don't want to keep anyone because that would be wrong so until next time i'll see you at the mall
3: been waiting for this day for a very long time I thought I might sleep for the rest of my life But now I'm wide awake and revenge is mine Both of us were chosen so far as I see Don't know why you seem to think you're better than me And now I'm gonna find the fun inside of you B Seems like you think you've been living your best life I'm feeling driven to death's drive, the one you've been given. There isn't any difference between a killer and a slayer, they both do the same thing. It looks a little different now from under your skin. To me, well, I used to think I really had you all figured out. But now I feel the weight that you carry around. Maybe one day we'll be standing on common ground. I thought it would mean less to me. I feel like you're the best to me. Been believing secretly. I'm all bad and now I see it different. i might never get a chance to now I need to tell you what's true I know that you're the rest of me You could still be the best, the best of me Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine